Today is April 2nd, and this is Big Fish Small Pod. Today, the Miami Marlins will face the Tampa Bay Rays for the second game of the Citrus Series. And yesterday, they opened their season at home at Lone Depot Park in Miami, Florida against those same American League champion Tampa Bay Rays that we saw lose to the Dodgers at the end of the abbreviated 2020 season. Manager Don Mattingly gave Sandy Alcantara the ball to face Tyler Glass now, and that decorated Tampa Bay squad. In the same city as before, in the same ballpark as before, on a new network and with a new name, this Miami Marlins team would face Tampa Bay again. After a pair of flyouts, a single, a walk, and a hit batter, Sandy Alcantara seemed to be in trouble, but a strike out of Kevin Kiermeyer would represent a zero for his first inning of work. And for each of Sandy's six successful assaults on the Tampa Bay Rays lineup, Tyler Glass now matched it. What we saw on the first night of the 2021 season was two truly dominant starts by two truly dominant pitchers. And for the first six innings, these hitters barely had a shot. A patient approach by Corey Dickerson to start the first did not reveal a flaw for Tyler Glass now. It just exhibited the same sort of stuff that would carry him through the game. In the first, Tyler peaked his fastball at 100.6 miles an hour and regularly threw over 99 to go with his swing and miss slider, curveball, and changeup that he did bring out in the game once. Sandy brought his full arsenal to the game with a sinker that hit 98, a slider, a changeup, his four-seam fastball, and he threw in five, four curveballs to show his versatility as a pitcher. One out in the scoreless game, and another strikeout for Sandy. He's got four, one in each of his innings thus far. Quickly nothing and two to Willie Adamas. And there's another strikeout for Sandy. There was some hard contact as both of these pitchers absolutely pounded the strike zone with their standout stuff. A Brandon Lowe double to lead off the fourth represented a threat by Tampa. And Jazz Chisholm Jr. came up and made solid contact multiple times against the Tampa Bay ace. But the flow of the game took a shift in the sixth inning when Magnarina Sierra came in to pinch it for the Marlins, Sandy Alcantara, spelling the end of his night. And offering our first look at this new Marlins bullpen. In the seventh, Don Mattingly turned to Dylan Floro, who is a recent acquisition, who is a new Marlin that just faced Tampa Bay in the World Series as a member of the Major League Champion Los Angeles Dodgers. 
There's a lot yet to be revealed about how this Miami Marlins bullpen will work and function throughout this full-length Major League season. But tonight, Don Mattingly turned to Dylan Floro, who debatably has been the most exposed of these Marlins pitchers to the Tampa Bay Rays. And Dylan Floro worked a clean inning, earning some weak contact with his slider on the outside part of the plate. Up next in the eighth, the Marlins turned to fellow former Dodger, Yimmy Garcia, who broke the pattern of dominance as an Austin Meadows moonshot lit up the sky towards right center and exited the ballpark, giving the Rays their only run. In the bottom of the eighth, down a run, Jazz Chisholm Jr. had another good swing for an out. Jorge Alfaro came to the plate and scorched a single up the middle, hitting Pete Fairbanks on the foot. And it seemed as though this Tampa Bay bullpen, which is seemingly assembled by an analytics staff that just filtered some database for the major links based on slider spin rate had been dented, like the machine that it might be. As Alfaro took first, coming up to the plate, we had proverbial captain Miguel Rojas, and behind him, no doubt, we would have Garrett Cooper. Rojas hit the ball deep to left, and on his swing, he did not get his full force into the ball. As it settled, into the left fielder's glove for an out. And Garrett Cooper, up next, started his attack. Alfaro, from first, reminded us all that he is still a catcher that can do it all by stealing his way to second. Garrett's at-bat was formidable. He owned the plate, worked a count full, and won the walk to bring up Corey Dickerson which was enough to warrant a visit to the mound. A moment of humanity for a Tampa Bay Rays team unsure of its own identity, fish or sunlight. After the assembly, the Rays got Corey Dickerson to end the eighth. For the bottom of the ninth, the Tampa Bay Rays sent in their closer, Diego Castillo, who leans heavily on a slider and a sinker And again, like all of these Tampa Bay pitchers that we saw on April 1st, a slider. I think that's worth noting. And Diego would strike out Sterling Marte on three pitches, get Jesus Aguilar to fly out to deep left field, and strike out Adam Duvall to end it for the final score of 1-0. The Austin Meadows home run off of Yimmy Garcia, marking the only tangible offense by either team to start the year. Some notes, today's dominant Tyler Glass now, along with the home run hitting Austin Meadows, were traded to the Rays for Chris Archer by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Chris Archer we will see in game three, supposedly piggybacking the start with Rich Hill. And somehow this series 
featuring Tyler Glass now, Austin Meadows, and Chris Archer for the Rays sounds like a total disaster for the Pirates. Otherwise, upcoming matchups are as follows. Tonight, the Marlins will put Pablo Lopez on the mound against Ryan Yarborough as the team looks to even the Citrus series. And this home stretch of the Citrus series will come to a close with game three on Saturday as Eliezer Hernandez faces that tandem of Rich Hill and Chris Archer. Easter Sunday will be off for the Marlins and we will return to your ears on Monday here at the Fish Stripes podcast. As your Marlins face the National League team that has won the most World Series in its history, the St. Louis Cardinals. Talk to you then.